Welcome to Ethereal Underground. I'm your host, TNT, and this is episode 35. This episode is just me, no special guests this week, and I'm looking forward to today's show. There's a lot of catching up that I want to do with the Ethereal Underground audience. A lot has been going on, and I have a lot of thoughts, observations that I want to lay it out on the table and let all of you eavesdrop, listen to what I have to say, and be interesting to get some of your feedback. The email that I use is jetblake2011 at gmail.com, and that was set up for social media, podcasts, The Outer Limits Show, and Rogue News. I had at least 400 some odd videos on YouTube after a couple of years. I think the uh, subscription was around 2,000, 2,100, something like that. And that channel got removed. And a lot of censorship, as we know, especially two, ha- two and a half years, coming up on three years with the global scenario. They're calling a influenza pandemic and if he spoke against that or presented alternative thoughts, you were criticized or you were deplatformed, delisted, a lot of those terms that, that are used. So you've had a, a birth of a lot of alternative sites to post video and podcasts because people are forced to go to those different platforms. So... We've had Twitter. I've never used Twitter. I just I didn't like that concept from day one. But a good distraction Twitter has been for the many months. They always have to have distractions. There's billions of people they have to distract. And while they continue a major agenda, so Twitter fits that description. Drama. I don't know how old. Some of you are the audience. There might be demographics, but I I don't have a way to find out what they are. But let's say you're, what would be a good age, 40? If you're 40 or older, you might remember the Jerry Springer type shows where there'd be a lot of drama and maybe scuffles on the stage, nervy bodyguards that would have to step in. Geraldo Rivera would have specials once in a while where people get upset and chairs in the audience would be flung across the room. (laughs) Kind of like the professional wrestling series. But today's drama is not so much those uh, TV programs of the 80s, 90s, early 2000s, it's uh, drama on social media. So that'd be drama on videos, YouTube-type platforms, Facebook, Instagram, and, and Twitter. So the premise here is uh, Elon Musk, or who he represents, the financial group he represents, he does, he's, it's not his money. He, doesn't, he didn't start all these 
companies hate to tell you that. So he's the front man. It's all right to have a front man. Bill Gates is a front man. Jeff Bezos, Branson of Virginia Records and Airlines, whatever. The, these are all front men. But the money, the movers and shakers behind wanted to purchase Twitter and then so-called make some changes, ruffle some feathers, change the platform. It's It's a show. It's a show that many people are glued to with their popcorn and favorite beverage as this unfolds. But it's a distraction. Those that don't fall for it, those that are really sharp, and there's a lot. There's a lot of sharp people out there. They know the fraud, the game show of politics, and they don't fall for that. They don't fall for these corporate acquisitions. They don't fall for the Entertainment Tonight news in Hollywood. They see all this for what it is. Those that really know what's going on are focused on the global agenda. The technological tyranny is a, is a good way to s s express it. Fascism, which has been around for a long time, is where you have uh, large corporations and governments working behind the scenes. That's certainly in play. I think for a long time, corporations have been way more powerful than governments. And large corporations and those that own these corporations, or at least have the controlling interests, so that like the majority owner, they have the global power and they can kind of tell governments what to do. That's definitely the case. They're heavily financing politicians, lobbyist groups. They, these corporations, those that, that run or control the corporations can influence legislation, laws, trades, uh, trade treaties. The, the list goes on. Then you have some real joggernauts in the corporations. You have the military industrial complex. So these are the defense contractors, very powerful, unlimited money. They have black budgets, so there's no way to audit them. And then pharmaceutical industry, they're pretty powerful. And then energy, maybe your natural gas, oil, uh, energy companies. Those are the big ones. They definitely are more powerful than governments. And politicians probably answer to these corporations. The politi politicians need the funding. They need the support in order to stay in office. So technology, corporations specializing in technology and wanting to control the world are coming to the forefront. And they are pushing this agenda where humans are undergoing transformation, transhumanism. They definitely want to change the DNA configuration of humans. They, they want a faster, more permanent interface with human and Silicon Valley, AI, these supercomputers. So whether that involves implants, chips, uh, some type of tattoo or garb that you wear. It's, it's all in place. And then as technology gets more 
advance, maybe implants or wearables, will be more convenient. But they'll definitely spin it to where the majority of people will want to be implanted or they'll want to have the latest wearable. A lot of the majority have been influenced, persuaded to participate in the metaverse. This uh, part AI, virtual reality, maybe biotics enhancement will be part of this. And people will just be chomping at the bit to experience virtual reality, to live with an avatar, maybe have bionics implants where they could run, jump faster than normal humans, maybe be able to see or hear. You know, back in the 70s, they had the, the bionic man, a bionic woman. And that kind of set the stage of a fantasy to, to, to be able to have powers that a normal human can't. Maybe it, it, it involves where you could be underwater for long periods of time and not need the clunky scuba deer apparatus. I don't know. But the, whatever it is, I think the majority will be all for it. And they'll get on that bandwagon. It's just going to be a small minority that are very fearful of that agenda. They're turned off by virtual reality. They're turned off with AI and supercomputers, don't want any part of it, and they want to remain organic. I'd probably fit in that category, to be honest. And to be organic is going to be very difficult. I wouldn't be surprised if global organizations make it like illegal to be organic. <laughs> you'll, you'll be viewed as an outlaw if, if you're not chipped or implanted and plugged into the virtual reality world with social scores and surveillance, face recognition, and altered genetics through pharmaceutical formulations, which were sponsored, grants and research sponsored by the science divisions of the military, the world's militaries. Well, the recent show on Outer Limits, I talked about the color of the year. They do have such a thing, color of the year, the World Color Institute company known as Pantone, which specializes since the 80s in colors, mixing of colors. It's big business because colors influence people's mood, their decisions to purchase, brand recognition, brand loyalty. Color and the frequencies of colors affect conscious decisions. And it's a very powerful industry. And you'll find out how powerful it is if a lot of corporations have certain colors that they own. They, they've patented the colors. So there's just illustrative purposes. If there's certain reds, blues, greens, yellows, and it's part of uh, corporate branding, if you use that same shade on a product that, that you have, you, you could be violating patent law. And then there would be a knock at the door, a certified letter, a cease and desist immediately. So they take it very seriously. The color of the year, 2023, I mentioned, is Viva Magenta. And that was an interesting broadcast. 
the history behind this color. It's part organic, but part AI. So uh, AI that came up with this uh, magenta, and it kind of fits in with the transhumanism protocol. And then how many corporate entities have already started to incorporate this magenta in their advertising, in their imaging. It was really noticeable, and examples were given. There's there so many. It's all over the place. If you, if you know what to look for, you'll see it everywhere. But it was in music videos, concerts, very prominent. Because Hollywood, the entertainment industry, uh, movie, music industry has always been a powerful tool to influence people to set and promote trends. If they want to steer a population in a certain direction, that's what they'll use. They'll use celebrities, athletes, uh, musicians in the forefront. And then a lot of people, they want to feel successful. They want to identify with someone who's popular, attractive, maybe wealthy. It, it's They're working on natural baseline human instincts, and they leverage that. So what what does... Magenta, this Viva Magenta is really working on the subconscious to help humans accept this transhumanism and not resist it, but be a part of it, welcome it, and evolve as a human species as these corporations and those that own the corporations are wanting. It's their agenda. So I guess what happens is it's the question of will they be successful? If humans have, we've heard the expression free will, did we get here by accident or did we get here through intelligent design? If we got here through intelligent design, then that intelligence, do they have the authority and the and the right to influence humans advancement humans evolutionary process and when i use that term in this context when i use that term i don't mean from a single cell a fish a toad and then land and evolving i don't mean that but i mean evolving from the standpoint of growing without undue influence. Like a construction project. If a construction project evolves, it, it starts with excavating, and getting maybe uh, water and sewer and electrical lines first, and then pouring concrete footings, and then the foundation. And the construction project evolves to eventually a completed building. That's what I mean by that. So if we got here through intelligent design, does that authority have the right to oversee as as humanity involves? Or if we got here through happenstance, there's there's no intelligent design, no creator divine, but we, we got here through a series of coincidences or events. Does does a advanced species that's been around 
long enough that it's evolved, does that advanced species have the right to influence a younger species that's evolving? If you follow that argument. Well, I, I, either way, do, do we have free will? Should we be able to determine our own course of experiencing life and advancing as we see fit? Or should we be controlled by others, whatever others is, human or not? It's, it's, it's one or the other, right? We, should, we either advance and we have certain liberties or rights to self-govern, like our own health, where well, we should have the, the freedom to choose what we want to put into our body, choose how uh, we are to behave, to pursue interests of, of what we like, maybe as far as hobbies, arts and crafts, or are we subjugated and someone else makes that decision and we just, you know, shut up and follow orders. So you have those two, two pathways. Well, the current global model is set up that there are powers to be and they make the decision and we're supposed to shut up and do as we're told. It's very obvious. That's been the global model for thousands and thousands of years. Now, what they might do is they might try to deceive a population, a civilization, that they have certain freedoms and rights and uh, participation in governance, uh, but that's, that's a psyop. That's a sideshow. That's deceit. There's never been that freedom in 7,000-plus-year human history. Absolutely has not. Textbooks might say that, altered history, but the fact is we're always under the control of a few. So the question is, where did they get that authority? Did they pluck it out of thin air? Is it just because they have access to resources that we don't, or they have access to the barrel of a gun? So we have a gun to our head, and uh, they tell us what to do, and for fear of our life, we obey, because otherwise they pull the trigger. You know, they've got the power of armies and imprisonment and capital punishment. So that's what makes them the boss. You can look through history and come to your own conclusions. But it's definitely the tyranny, the fist in a velvet glove. That's a funny expression, isn't it? Fist in a velvet glove. I don't know. But it's out in the open, very much out in the open, because now... The, the language is that you won't have access to vitamins and minerals. They want to regulate that by the pharmaceutical industry to where you have to get a prescription to get vitamin C or vitamin A or some type of mineral supplement, a natural supplement. So they're setting themselves up to run interference where you can't pluck a leaf or boil a root and get a natural vitamin or mineral. They want to control that. They want to uh, be the ultimate authority and what your genetics should look like. So they will change your genetics and you have no say-so in it. They want full say-so as to what your caloric intake should be. 
what your carbon footprint should be. They're going to tell you if you can or can't travel. They're going to tell you what you can and can't do for work, what you can and can't eat or drink. If you have too much sugary soda beverages, for example. So it's complete control from birth to death, from morning to night. The technology is there, it's in place, and it's being rolled out. Nothing, nothing in on this planet, from a human standpoint, is, has stopped this agenda. Now, there's different theories as, as far as four or five, six D chess and things working in the background, and there's, there's good guys, and, and it's, this is going to, that, that's, that's a thinking process. There's a lot that believe in that. And they put their hope and confidence that there's white hats or that there's uh, aliens out there that will intercede and prevent this from happening. So these are interesting storylines. That'd be great if that happens. I, I certainly uh, would not be depressed if I saw influences that would stop this agenda. Haven't seen it yet. Others might say, well, you just haven't recognized it. They're in place and People have already had justice administered, and you're seeing clones uh, or lookalikes, and that's very complicated, and it's above my pay grade right now to understand that because I have a lot of questions. If that is the case, the agenda is still progressing, so how, do, how does that work? That is probably a long discussion of those who are experts in that field, but from my vantage point, I, I don't see any resistance in this program that uh, is taking place. So my strategy, I don't recommend anything. So this is just entertainment purposes only. Everyone's got to make their own decisions. I'm not, not a leader, nor do I give advice. It's, I think it's dangerous to rely on other individuals. It, it's probably not a bad idea to have many minds on a particular issue. I don't think it's a bad idea to ask people's opinions or thoughts, get their viewpoints, but then ultimately you make the decision. Don't let other people make the decision for you as to what you're, what you're going to do. But <clears throat> I do think that it's going to be very difficult and you'll have to adopt strategies if you want to remain organic and not participate in this global trend. My observations is it does not look like it's going to be easy. It's going to be a struggle of a lifetime. How long you'll be able to go and remain organic, I don't know that answer. I have suspicions. I think it's going to be very difficult 12, 15, 20 years from now. I think it'll be close to impossible is my gut feeling could be completely wrong and this isn't meant to cause undue fear but it's not looking very positive and another observation i have is to remain organic and, and try to avoid this transhumanism or this new economy that they're pushing towards of central bank digital currency and facial recognition and having to jump through all the hoops to participate in society that if 
if you don't have a lot of money, I think it's, it's going to be hard to resist this. I think having a little bit of funds is going to be necessary to buy time and to provide options. If you're lower income and you don't have much money, I think it's going to be very difficult. You'll succumb quicker than someone who does have the funds. That's just how life works. We have discussions on Discord frequently. I'm I'm super busy. I I can't be on Discord every day. It'd be nice to have that luxury. But on these discussions, if if you look in illustration of the 30s, I always use this illustration in the 30s, mid-30s in Germany. There's a certain uh, historical character who's gaining in popularity and power uh, politically. And then he uh, gave a lot of speeches, would travel a lot of speeches, and then he would start to pick on a certain demographic, certain type of uh, uh, ethnic group, and and got Germany uh, stirred up in, in an emotional fervor. And Germany at that time was looking, you got to have an, a scapegoat. Because the hyperinflation and uh, the situation happening in that time period, going back to reformations of World War I. So a particular demographic was picked. If you were in that demographic in the mid-30s and you were aware of the news, you could see these storm clouds coming. And if you're of this particular ethnic group, you would have family conversations during dinner saying, I don't think it's going to be safe to stay in Germany much longer. It's not not looking good. If you had the financial means to pack up and go, they're the ones that were still alive and were able to live in the 1950s, 60s, and 70s. The ones that did not have economic means and were stuck in Germany, chances are they're probably dead. So, yeah. Having funds, having money does give you options, and a lot of times it provides a, an ability to get out of harm's way. It's not a permanent solution, but it certainly can buy you time. In that case, it bought certain German citizens 40 years of additional life and a chance to see grandkids and the family to expand because they left a hostile area. So we have a hostile, now this is a global situation. It's going to be hard to pick up and run anywhere. But if, if you're in a certain region and you want to kind of be off grid, it's it's not cheap. It's going to, it takes funds to have a greenhouse um, to provide your own food, to have access to good water, maybe to have your own power generation let's say you do uh, geothermal or solar setup. Well, you, you can't do that if you're in an apartment in an urban area where you're going to put solar panels. don't have access to geothermal. You live on asphalt. So where you live will also have an effect. So I'm talking from a uh, plastic and leather physical standpoint. I'm, I, this conversation is not going to get into the spiritual and if there is a divine, then the divine will give you protection. If you're in an urban area, that's a whole different conversation that this episode is not going to discuss right now. So it's interesting to see where it's headed. 
I, I recommend that as you get intel and information comes in, news, media, social chatter, the economy, whatever it might be, look deeply, try to read behind the lines, know what the real agenda is, look how sneaky, clever they are and pushing their agenda forward and look for ways that you can be defensive where you can buy time where you can try to be an individual exercising free will and wanting to remain organic and so by now you've maybe found podcasts or certain channels to your liking and that's what they want to do and you listen to those and they provide information. Maybe there are small groups in your community, like-minded individuals, and you're trying to reach out and find who they are. Um, getting, getting a, remember the Rolodex? The old school Rolodex where you, you put uh, maybe business cards or people's names, A through Z, uh, at your fingertips, and you could spin the Rolodex at your work desk. <clears throat> I don't know what it'd be called today. I don't know if there's a digital version of a Rolodex. But certainly the last two or three years would have been a great opportunity to start building relationships. Try to find your local farmer or farmers to get fresh fruits and vegetables. Try to find like-minded individuals who are an auto mechanic, electrician, a plumber, heating, air, air conditioning, someone who's a doctor or a nurse, an accountant, a chef, auto mechanic, whatever it might be to build those relationships. Because I think if you're not part of the new system, you'll have to barter. You'll, there'll be an immediately barter system, even though they'll probably try to outlaw. You know, all garage sales are outlawed, and no bartering. They'll do whatever they can to try to get you in their system. So you'd have to do everything low-key and below the radar. But relationships are important. And you might have to push yourself from being shy, nervous, or scared, and get out there and start meeting strangers in the sense that you haven't met them before, but they are local neighbors. Start meeting strangers, introduce yourself, um, tell them who you are, that you'd like to develop uh, a relationship for their goods and services. And uh, you can get a feel if they're a potential candidate or not. And then you'll know, well, this if, if it went well, you maybe exchange names or phone numbers or others where it didn't go well and, you know, you cross them off the list and know not to contact that person again. It's, it's trial and error. There's no other way but to roll up your sleeves and start doing that. Start trying to find those uh, individuals where you can barter goods and services to be able to function day to day. I feel sorry for those that have children that are school-aged, I, I think uh, there's no question it's either certain private schools, if you can afford it, or homeschool, 
I think it's absolutely disastrous to subject your, just my personal opinion, but to subject your children to public education. There might be a handful of public schools, still kind of old school, sprinkled throughout the United States, but I think they're going to be rare. And um, having your children exposed to the public educational system is a huge risk. So I'm glad my kids are out of school. They're adults. So I'm glad for that. If you have younger children, that's a huge consideration. How to keep your family together and protect your family from philosophical wolves. And maybe uh, sexual predators are getting more and more bizarre and bold, even in schools. I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> Boy, interesting world that we live in. I was having conversations with a few people the other day, and I said, can you imagine if there was a time machine and you went back in time, let's say 2000, the year 2000, 1999-2000. I was back in the days you still had Dick Clark in um, Madison Square Garden or wherever that was in New York and the ball coming down as uh, the new year approached midnight. And then uh, 1999, uh, 2000, Prince had that song, Party Like It's 1999. So we hop in a time machine and go back to 2000. And if you if you were alive back then, younger version of you, and you pulled yourself to the side, and you said, hey, I want to give you a heads up. I'm you from the future. I want to let you know what the world's going to be like in year 2020, 2021, 2022. It's only, you know, only 20, 22 years from now. It's going to look like this. Would you believe yourself? I wouldn't have. I would have said, you got to be. It, it gets that bizarre in 20 years. And you're like, yes, it gets that bizarre. I would have a hard time comprehending that, which is interesting to show the speed at which reality has been influenced and changed in 20 years. It's jaw dropping. So if we're on a exponential graph there's no way today I can imagine what life would be like 20 years from now. I wouldn't believe it. So if a future me came back and had a conversation with me tomorrow saying, hey, here's a heads up. Here's what the world's going to look like 20 years from now. I'd just be shaking my head in disbelief. So I don't think in, in, in human history, I don't think civilizations, the culture, humans were ever exposed to such drastic changes in short spans such as 20-year increments. This seems to be a recent phenomenon, which means it's changing so rapidly that human mind and consciousness just can't comprehend. They can't grasp, yes, it does change that fast, and it is that bizarre and dangerous. And yes, you do have to do develop strategies. So I think most people just get paralyzed like deer in the headlights. They freeze in the middle of the road instead of getting out of the way. So it's so fearful for humans to want to address these possibilities. And 
they stall, they freeze, they stall in acting in a progressive manner to do something now that creates a defensive posture in the future. It's almost like people waiting until their house is on fire. They come home from work and the roof, flames are shooting out of the windows uh, and out of the roof. And uh, as they pull in the driveway, if they can, they pull in the driveway and they get out their cell phone and call the insurance agent uh, asking if uh, they can get homeowner's insurance. They wait till the house is engulfed in flames and hope to get a policy in force to cover the damage. No, you have to have the life insurance or the homeowner's insurance well in place before that event happens. Well, there's the storm's already here. It's been here for quite a while. But the intensity, the storm's getting worse. And I don't think uh, people, the majority of people are refusing to accept it or do anything. It's, it's mind-boggling. I don't fit that category. Maybe you don't if you're listening to this show. So we're going to be the minority. Uh, I quit a long time ago trying to, the expression, wake people up. It's not going to happen. They're already set in their psychological profile. There's no change. There, there isn't any one video. There isn't any one patent. There isn't any one clip of a politician speaking or a legislative branch document where you go to an individual and present it to them and they read it or watch it and afterwards go, unbelievable. I'm so thankful you shared this with me. This opens up my eyes. I see clearly what's going on. I'm a whole new person. I now believe and follow everything that you're saying. I'm on the same page as you now. Thank you so much for that email or that video clip. It changed my life. It's never happened. It's never going to happen. So what are you doing it for? Are you, are you, are you that much of an idiot? Are you that much of a moron? You think that this particular forwarding this one video or this newspaper article or this scientist, this piece of discovery, and, and that, that'll get the, the family member or the, the closest to, no, it's never going to happen. Why, why do you think that? You got you to gotta get off that. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Human society is already divided. It's permanent. It's not going to change. The chasm is going to get only worse and wider and wider. There's never going to be uh, a unity. This is not going to be uh, united. We have uh, gene therapy, gene-altering technology, those that participate in it, those that refuse. No one's ever going to... At this point... Well, it's been this way for a while. But at this point, someone who sees this agenda, they're not going to roll up their sleeves and participate. Those that have rolled up their sleeves are not going to realize the damage that was done. They're not going to have this mindset. What it's, it is. Accept that. Learn to deal with it. What are you going to do about it? There's only one thing you can do about it. You're going to 
realize that you're going to be a minority, highly outnumbered, and pressures are coming to work against the organic. It's a simple fact. Deal with it. Start to develop strategies. That's what I'm doing. Do the best you can. Chips fall where they may. And then we'll see what happens in the future. So that's where it's at. I wanted to discuss that. There's an interesting topic. I don't know if I'll address it or not in another episode. It's extremely bizarre. It's a very advanced topic and extremely bizarre. But just to give you a hint, it's who and what invented the blockchain. Blockchain. So... The advent, the concept of blockchain had been around for a while, but the, the solving of the double spending, which was a major hurdle, this white paper was released that became known as Bitcoin. The Satoshi Nakamoto white paper, 2009-2010, uh, the parameters of mining, the, this blockchain concept, this technology, very important. It's... A very interesting technology, and it's highly misunderstood, absolutely misunderstood. It's early stages, which we are in. It's early stages, also misunderstood. If you understand how it really functions and what it's designed for and where it came from and the part that it will play in the future, I personally think it, it, it will be so terrifying and scare so many individuals that you perhaps could be permanently damaged emotionally and psychologically. That's why I hesitate to have such a presentation. I touched just briefly on Discord discussion, and the 30-plus people there were shocked. It freaked them out, and I was as mild as possible. So I'll just leave you with that. Always get out in nature. If you want to stay organic, you've got to get out in nature every day, get connected, get grounded. Disconnect from the Borg. So that's the, the smart devices and media, the fluorescent LED lighting computers. Get in the analog natural world. So if it's cold, you've got to suit up with a hat, gloves, mittens, boots. have to do it every day. If it's rainy, a raincoat, umbrella, but get out in nature. The, what the body does best, if, if you can manage at least 20 minutes, so 20 to 40 minutes is the key, 20 to 40 minutes every day. It should be high priority. And then you, you have the option to disconnect uh, in the evening time. What do you choose for relaxation? Can you, do you get away from the digital world? And the more that you can, the better you'll be as an individual or as a family unit doing it together. All right. So take care. And until next time.